Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. You can create and distribute your podcast across all the major podcasting hosting stations, okay? And it's absolutely free. So if you've ever thought about hosting a podcast, now's your opportunity to do so. Jump on Anchor FM and start podcasting today. We're also brought to you by our friends at Vulorium. It is the fastest growing live streaming platform on the planet. Thousands of titles. You can watch it on any device. It's got no upfront costs, no credit card fees. It's free to watch. You can watch it on the toilet while you're on your mobile phone, at the office instead of doing your paperwork, maybe on your tablet while you're waiting for the airplane to take off. Right, but Vulorium has thousands and thousands of titles for you to access instantly. So jump onto Vulorium.com today all right, and start watching. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Alban Polson, who's a massage injury and physical education specialist who focuses on sports injuries and fitness rehabilitation. He's also the owner of Hessler Coaching here. It's a young, thriving, boutique PT firm here in Hesslerholm. And if you haven't been, you've got to go. It's a great little setup. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Alban. And if you have any questions, the contact details for both Alban and Remedia are in the show notes below. Three, two, one, and we're live. Alban, welcome to the Remedia podcast. To Thank the you. Podcast. Thank you. How you doing? You good? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you? you. Yeah, good. good. Business is good? Yeah. It's working out, yeah. I saw um, a lot of, uh, I, I drove past the other day and saw a lot of people piling in, piling out, so yeah. you obviously, you've got a good list of clientele. Yeah, I think so. Uh, first, first three months has been... Very much new, mm. very much things that I've never done before. Yep. Uh, everything about the entrepreneurial and everything around that, just now the work that I do, but uh, yep. it's so much more. But uh, but it's, it's been good, good. A lot of work. A lot of work. Um, do you come from a sporting background? Yeah, uh, I played football all my life. Yep. Uh, play today. Uh, uh, I'm not that good. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I do this to yeah. to help people to be good. Yeah. Um, but I'm a sports nerd and especially a football nerd. Yeah. Uh, I watch all the games on, on television. Uh, I follow my my team, Manchester United, and now my foot. And I um, my dream and my my goal with this is to work in a in a football team. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's um. It's. I think there's a lot of people that share that same dream. The hard part is, is obviously, with the amount of people that graduate every year, yeah. uh, whether it be in sports management or yeah. physical education, uh, the problem is, is that there's not the same amount of clubs open up every year to accommodate them. So it's very hard. You have to get into a niche, and um, and definitely, but it's definitely achievable. It's how you get there and, and the hard work. But obviously, to the, the walking in today, the place is immaculate. It's amazing. Um, I love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, who did you play for? I play in Lake uh, AF. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. In the Div- division six. Division six. Yeah. So it's it's not that. Good. Is that the team that you've always played for? Yeah, always since I was a kid. Yeah. And I play till today. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. But that's that's just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, have you um have you thought of actually like lending the services to the smaller clubs like the second division clubs that actually need people yeah, in there? Yeah, uh, actually I, I haven't announced it yet but I uh, I work with Mjelby yeah. in yeah. Division 1 yeah. and with the injuries and uh, the rehab uh, yeah. there so uh, I go there two times a week awesome to, to be with the lads and to be with the games and then I have the hockey team selling yeah. hockey yeah. and um also the floorball. Yeah, floorball. Yeah, floorball. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's very good. And then I have some small clubs around, like Malaya, first uh, Pelstol. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it's that. So I began. I began my my travel. Yeah, because it's because it's hard. I mean, for, especially for the smaller clubs too. That the ability to there's certain things that they're that 
they're very far behind on, but they don't actually know how to actually make that decision or they feel that maybe first and foremost they always look at the cost, so they'll be sitting there going, well, I mean, Alwyn's got a professional studio, if we try to get him in for an hour, it's going to cost us a lot more than we can probably exactly. afford. So um, maybe we just don't um, we don't do it. But realistically, um, it's actually the other way around. If they if they understood flipping it the other way, that actually no no, someone like yourself has actually got into that market space with the desire to get into a club, then you're automatically going to lower your services and probably actually offer it for free at some stage. Maybe you've done that in the past. Um, but it's yeah, it's quite an interesting, um, interesting process. And the clubs really do they they really do benefits of it mm. if they have a specialist at just that yeah that because you can't know it all as a coach. Uh, no. And if you watch the, the clubs, the higher leagues, everybody has specialists on every. Everything from physical to mental. Yeah. Now, like the, like the biggest one I found in the last probably five years is the investment in mental coaching. Yeah. It's huge, absolutely huge for people to get over post uh, injury process, like get through the post injury process. It's um, it's quite a big investment, and and you see how many times have you seen an athlete get injured and just not come back? Exactly. Like, and it's just the fear that they've got to get over. And the players get better, uh, and the players always get better, mm. and then the staff has to be better mm. also. Absolutely. absolutely, like a ladder. Um, what made you choose the health and fitness? Like industry itself. Um, when I was about 15 or 16 years old, uh, I was sick in Anoxia. Yeah. Uh, and and now we're back to to be to be healthy again. It's I uh, then I went with my education as a personal fitness coach. Yeah. Um, to learn how the body is working and how how I have to do to to work and to have the could move and could live and could eat and, and yeah. how how the body worked and how it how it was. So um, so what was the illness? Um, it's a eating disorder. Yeah. Eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was when I was sixteen years old, I was about twenty nine kilos in weight. Wow. Yeah. So I was only question about. Yeah. Wow! What a turnaround. Yeah. So. Um, Fuck me! Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's about now. It's eight years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's not now. For me, it's a. It has been great. Yeah. Because it gives me other perspective, and I can. And people come to me and ask for help. Many people have that kind of. Uh, yeah. Sickness or or anything, something mental. And then I can understand them, and I can help them to improve. And especially the thing that I I can understand, they really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It, what what was the point for you in actually making that change, or or was it a point where you didn't have a choice to make that decision? Yeah, uh, it was my brother. Uh, he, 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 my parents always said that I was. A very joyful boy, yeah. Um, but they they saw that I wasn't that joyful boy anymore, yeah. and um, they wanted me to get help, but I won't. Uh, I didn't because yeah. I didn't think I have a problem. But my problem, my, but my brother one day when we wrestled in, in the house, uh, he just threw me on the ground, and I just like a like, like a leaf, just like a rag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then he, he went to my my parents and said, "You gotta do something because." He just, he just falls. I just push him, and he just. And uh, it's hard to even grasp that weight on a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm I, absolutely uh, blown away that 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 was even that that was possible. That's that, that's one uh, thing. Uh, it's absolutely yeah. phenomenal that you've actually just not only just you've been there. And you, yeah, like it's this is, yeah, I didn't expect this at all. Actually, that's really. For, to get to where you are now, that's beyond beyond impressive. I don't even know a word that could actually describe it. So it's um yeah. It's so so you actually so then I mean that's phenomenal because you actually not only have you got the ability to actually help someone physically, 
the ability to help them mentally, which I value even more. Yeah. Right? The amount, because physical problems people can see, the mental problems we can't. Uh, and, and anyone that thinks that like, you look at people with a lot of money and they're still unhappy. They're still, everyone has not got that fulfillment. They're, you're not 100% fulfilled ever. I don't think that's, and I think personally, I don't think the human species is ever geared to be 100% content with life. We have always been a hunter and a gatherer yeah. and we've always had that instinct to chase I, and always try to achieve. I don't think we want to be. <clears throat> I think you're probably right. Yeah, because we need to have some some hard times in the life to just grow and to yeah. be better and to develop and, and everything like that. So I don't want to be lucky, uh, lucky or happy all the time. No, no. No, no I, I don't think so. And I, I think we, we learn from our mistakes and we learn things that we do and mm. and I think that's good that's such a cliche but yeah. it's make make us who, who we are absolutely yeah. it builds, character. It builds yeah. character do you know do you know looking back now do you, do you actually understand exactly what the reason why it happened or you allowed it to happen I always thought that I was a fat boy and that I was bigger than everybody else and um, I think I've thought about it a lot, and I think that everybody always asks me, "But you, did you were you bullied?" And mm. I don't think I were, were bullied. I were I were bullied by me, by yeah. myself. Yeah. I thought that oh, I was fat, and mm. I thought that I wasn't good enough, or I thought I was not like them. They were far faster than me, taller than me, stronger than me, and I was just like a like a fat boy. And yeah. I think that was the biggest problem. Not that anybody else uh, said something. Of course, they maybe did when we were, were in a fight or something. But the, the bigger problem was me. Yeah, I thought so, and he didn't care. I, I didn't care what people thought. Yeah, what people said or something like that. Yeah, so you get yeah. I mean, you get to a point definitely where you're in a situation um, where you know where where you are whether you are being bullied. Verbally, physically, you do get to a certain point in your life where you just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's just that you make that decision, but it depends on what where you go with it. I mean, and the reality obviously was that you weren't. You just in your head, you're thinking that's that that's it. exactly what you were. You've taken yourself to that place, and then you've brought yourself back out of it. I think it's I think fucking hats off to you, mate, because it's it's absolutely. It's, it's a fucking amazing turnaround. I did not expect that, and I, and I shouldn't. And I'm not laughing in the sense that it's funny. I'm laughing in the sense that it's fucking amazing, um, because there's so many people that definitely, definitely do not come from that. They don't come out of that. They they make that decision, and it's very hard. And and the other way too, not yeah. just that, like the other way of just like piling on yeah. weight, you know, like and and it, and 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 it becomes a comfort yeah. to to do it. And and again, and I bet you if you ask those people, you know, what do you th- do you care about what other people think? The answer is going to be absolutely. I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Right? But the truth is, is that it's actually themselves that are doing the damage to themselves. Um, well, I mean, going from that, my question, my third question is, is that so from using that experience, like how, what is it like being, like what is it like building the the journey of your client base and over this period of time? Um, yeah, I, I work with it like. Three years, yeah. But the first three, now four years. Sorry, the first three, three and a half year, I um, worked in different jobs. Also, yeah. It wasn't my full time job. Yeah. Um, and then I worked on a gym here in Hesland, yeah. Fitness, and um, it was on nights and evenings and that. And then I, my clients list was people I knew, you know, yeah. people who knew, people I know, yeah, and, and so on, and yeah. so on, and some. Facebook and, and and because of I got a big social network yeah. just because I'm I'm a social guy and I I play football and I watch games and I you know the football the whole football family is so big yeah so when I go on games and normally you get to know people and, and so on yeah that was that I I think that's my biggest client is my social network that's awesome and the people that I know. That know someone yep. that I've helped or yep. something like that, yep. um, and that's something I'm I'm taking with me with this. I don't. I think that 
to get the best to get the best uh, what's it called results or yeah results or the best reklam 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 the best uh, reputation or that's or it something. yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, your street cred mate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be you have to be good and I, I I don't want people to come here if don't they don't believe in what I do yeah and my thoughts and my philosophy yeah to get people better yeah uh, my goal is to everybody that come here that will not come back yeah w yeah. with an injury of course yeah. if yeah. they have an injury yeah i want you to get back here do it the right way and then to free your rehab yeah so you can keep on living your life and you don't have to be injured yeah too many people are injured today and i think that is the body now i go off topic but yeah. the body is the body's like a whole machine yeah Everything runs together. If you have a problem in your foot, then you have a problem in your knee and your hip and yeah. your um, shoulders and, and so on, so on, so on. Yeah. So you gotta see to the whole picture. Yeah. You can't just if somebody comes to me and have back pain, then I go down to the body, to, to the knees and the foot and to the hip. Because yeah. there's probably where the problem sits. Yeah. It's not in the back. Yeah. It's funny you say that because that's exactly why I've got no L6. Is it L6? The disc, yeah. it's gone completely from just wear and tear. Oh, okay. right. And uh, and it's been a horrible. Personally, it's been a horrible twelve months physically. Um, but and I mean, all they the answer for them was cortisones. I've had two cortisone yeah. injections and stuff like that to try and release the yeah. release the pressure, but it hasn't worked. And then they just prescribe you with like crazy drugs. And I've had yeah. what six hundred and sixty five milligram drugs. So I haven't taken. I've taken two days worth in 12 months because I know they're addictive right so once you get on it it's very hard to get off so I made that decision that I just wanted to sort physically out rather than just put a band-aid approach over it so it's hard it's really hard but um, I agree I think that a lot of people are carrying um, crazy amounts of injuries and pain whether it, whether they're carrying it because of an inability of access to really good healthcare, mm. um, from my experience, it's drawn out. It's just taken way too long to get to. It takes twelve weeks to get in to see someone sometimes, so that's just that's insane. Uh, or they just come down to the fact that they can't afford it, you know. Um, so people make that decision, and unfortunately, unfortunately, they they choose to supplement that pain with yeah. um, other comforts and things like that. Yeah. So, and but, that's very inter interesting because if your house broke. Uh, an electrician or a yeah, plumber yeah, or whatever exactly, it might be exactly. to fix it. But yeah. if your body broke, then now I don't have it for it. And it's you crazy. live with yourself yeah. every day. You well, wake up, you go to sleep, you work, everything you do, you do with yourself. Yeah. But if the window go, breaks, then you get someone to do that. Yeah. But when your leg breaks, now ah, it's okay, mm. I, can, I can live with it. Yeah. That's very strange. Very strange. Yeah, I think, I mean, and from my experience, is that um, because of. Because of the injury that I've got, you know, I've managed to, I'm managing it. Right? I'm managing it better now in the last four months than I did in the first six. Right? Um, and I'm now understanding fully what the process is and what I need to work on and stuff like that. So we're working through it. It's a slow process, right? Yeah, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I was just amazed at how long it took to get in initially to find out you know, what the issue was and stuff like that and it's um, something I don't ever really want to go through again to be honest but you know, it is what it is unfortunately. Yeah. Um, my next question basically is, um, you know, we've got here, yeah, um, what was the trigger, you know, what was the trigger through this process? that told you were on the right path of creating your own business, building clientele, opening your own studio, uh, taking over a premises, building lease. That's very lease. funny because these three months, it's been so hard mentally. Because I, uh, for me it's hard to believe that me, that I can do this, that yeah. I do, that I am doing this. It's so hard to understand that people come to me to get help, 
because they heard from someone that I'm good or I, I can help or so I don't know the trigger. I, I don't think in that way. I'm just if I can do this and leave it in live on it full time, then I'm the happiest guy in the world. I think it's so fun and I think it's so interesting that I just I don't know the trigger I don't know if I'm doing the right path. I don't know, but I'm doing what I love, and if, that's for sure. If you feel happy, you're on the right path, yeah. right? I think that's yeah, a pretty good yeah, indication. Yeah, yeah. If if yeah. you are able to make something that you wake up in the morning, you love going to work, you can make a dollar off it, it pays your bills, and you yeah. live on it for for that period of twelve months or two years or however long it's going to be, then I think you're on the right path. That's the bigger change from being an employee and yeah. to being on my own. Because uh, this morning and. Uh, me and my two friends, we were here and we were working out and they, they go to their job and they just, oh no, I hate this, it's so, it's so valuable. I never woke up and feel that now. Yeah. It never feels like I'm working, it's just, it's my hobby. Yeah, because you turned so, your hobby into yeah, a job. Yeah, and it's so, and that's what it's I, realistic. And that's what so, I love when I speak to people like, you know, I speak to people that travel and stuff like that and they've managed to be able to turn their traveling and through things like Airbnb and uh, a number of other applications, especially through influencing now, uh, they've actually managed to turn their paid travel into getting paid uh, and to going to resorts and sitting down and, and trying yes. meals. And, and I mean, that's like five years ago. Yeah. That was unheard of exactly. unless, you were, unless you had a TV gig, right? But now through the wonders of this magical little device we have in our hands on a daily basis, you can turn just your hobby into a business and you've been able to use well one of my questions coming up is basically you know obviously using social media that would have done that would have helped building a business right so you know, during this process of obviously you said the last three months has been you know, not stressful you said but it's been really yeah, it's, difficult it's been a lot yeah is it in that period or in the period beforehand did you experience any pitfalls and what I mean by that is like any things that didn't work um that you've had to like change and then restructure and come back and try something new? Yeah. Uh, maybe not something that I think of because I've got into this with an open mind. Yeah. And I think that things happen and okay, that, that just, just things happen. How can I do the best of it? Yeah. And I don't think that it's a pitfall or something like that. I, yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. And but when I look back now for three months, absolutely, there are things I could do differently. Yeah, absolutely. But um, with that said, it, I'm not sorry for that it happened. Yeah, because I learned now. Because sure. now I know that okay, I'm not going to do that now, or yeah. I'm not going to do it that way. And, and what was it that you? No, you it, it's small things about I, I shouldn't have bought that. I shouldn't be. With that company, or I shouldn't have done that deal, or yeah. I shouldn't have. It's, it's not anything big. Yeah. No, not yet. Not yet. But um, yeah, of course, it's some small things. Yeah. I think I think at the end of the day, as you said, you've you learn from it, right? Yeah. You progress and move on, and then you make the decision to not allow that to happen again. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess, that's the process of not only growing as a business, but also growing as a as an individual. And I also think that, given what we spoke about, like you know, at the beginning, is that I think that that built character, and it built strength both mentally and physically. So therefore, you're able to combat those situations uh, yeah. a little better yeah. than most public most people would. You know, you you always hear of the the. Of the, the individual that's never been sick, never had the flu, never gone to the doctor, right? And they get a minute thing they have to go in hospital for. It's the end of the fucking world. Uh, exactly. Right? exactly. And I just feel that, like, you, um, yeah, you build this resistance, this wall up of, like, strength, both mentally and physically, to push you through things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, was, I, I mean, for me, I was born with a heart, dis heart problem and uh, had surgery and stuff like that. And, you know, and through, you know, businesses and, and things, you know, relationship build-ups, breakdowns, mm. and things that, that I've experienced, you know, uh, people to me, to me, close to me say it all the time, like, how do you just keep doing this? Mm. And you just go, well, you get up in the morning mm. and you fucking just yeah, do it, exactly. right? And that's just it. Like, mm. you get the flu, you get 
whoop de do It's just a flu in a couple of days' time. You'll feel better and then appreciate like how much it feels, you know, when you feel sick and so on and so forth. So, um, with building a business, you touched on earlier um, about um, using so being social yourself as an individual, yeah. and then using that to leverage to build a client base. Yeah. Um, you know, um, what social networks you know had potential clients or clients now and found you on? It's Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Right through. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Is there anyone that you've listened to in the past, you know, like talk about online advertising that's, that's geared you to that or is it just that's where you are at? No, it's because it's where I get my info. Yeah. I want some company or I want to buy something or yeah. anything. Yeah. I've got my, I've got my Instagram and Facebook yeah. and I use my business, my Instagram and Facebook to promote my business. Yeah. So it's, it's and I don't know how to do it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, I know that it works, and it's very efficient. Yeah, absolutely. So you, pra- so you're basically what I would class as a practitioner, right? You're just doing. Lots of people, right, treat business and social completely different. They don't. They don't even think to even utilize the social networks in a way in which, you know, they actually when they when they finish work they go home they sit on the phone, right? They don't realize that that's how you should market. So that's, in a short space of time, that's how you're building your client base, is basing it off how you practice yourself. That makes sense, right? Of course. Do you you pay for ads? Have you ever paid for social media ads and stuff like that? Yeah, sometimes. But that's interesting, because Facebook and Instagram, I've used it for about five, six years. Yep. But I never use it myself. I use it to watch at other people, and I use it to, okay, yes, to gotcha. have some contact to yep. get some people. But I don't do updates. I don't do status. I don't yep. promote photos. I don't upload photos or anything. Yeah. Um, so my biggest, um, the hardest thing for me is to know what to write, yep. what to do, yep. and to get people to just, oh click and you know how how I am doing when yeah. I scroll down. And, yeah. oh, that, that's something I'm, and yep. I click on. Yeah. I don't know that, and I haven't been a, you know, active user of yeah. Instagram or Facebook myself. So to be an active user every day, to get my uh, my clients to keep on seeing that I'm here and things happen, and to some yeah, that's the biggest uh, biggest challenge for me. Yeah, yeah, it's um. First, first of all, one of those big challenges for you, I can tell you straight away. I can already hear it in your voice. Is time. Right, it's allocating time, and at the end of the day, if you've got a choice between making a post that you're questioning how to put it together, or processing an invoice, or taking orders, or whatever it might be, you're going to allocate yes. that time yes. to where you know money's going to definitely come in, right? and that's going to be the second, the latter of that choice. So it's um yeah, it's really really it's it's very interesting. Um, there is a process um, to it. Uh, every business, when we look at, if we looked at your Facebook page, your Instagram page, we'd be able to break down that. You see when the traffic is at its peak, days, times of the week, and then you just allocate those posts and structure that stuff, that, that content to those times, and that's how you build it. The other thing too is, I mean, as you said, you, you, you're, not, you're not physically practicing it, but you actually are monitoring it, and you just need to just look at things at work. And what's working in industry, you just, there's no, there's no, there's no, what, what you're looking at there, I guarantee you, it's not original. No. They've got it from somewhere else, yeah, and exactly. someone else has got it, yeah. and they've just tweaked it to make it work, and things like that. And if it catches your attention, right, and because you're a professional in your industry, then that is probably what's working for that yeah. industry at the moment. So you can always duplicate it, yeah. and then scale it back and tailor it to what you actually need. Um, so, with the times that you've actually paid for um, for the advertising, yeah. what's the results been? Have you actually monitored them yourself? Or? Yeah, but but that's very different. Yeah. Some ads are very good. Yeah. Some ads are not good at all. Okay. And uh, and I don't know why, and okay. I don't know what's the difference between them. Yeah. Um, um, yes, it did. But I don't. I don't I don't put some. I don't put enough of time on it. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. I know yeah. that I, I should uh, market 
myself better. Yeah. I should do more. Um, and definitely smarter. Especially smarter. It's working smarter, not yeah. harder, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's my biggest, just like, like you said, um, if I do a post, I can sit here for like 30 minutes and just, uh, what should I write, what should I write, what should I write, and just think, 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 think. Yeah. I never get it. Yeah. I never get a result or something. So that's my biggest biggest challenge right now. So it's over-analyzing yeah, what you're actually trying to, yeah, exactly. yeah. And that's simple to do. Everyone does it. And we do things like lots of people schedule things and stuff like that. And as I said, you know, you make that decision to do something else. Yeah. And that that never gets done. The pop up pops up on your calendar and says in thirty minutes you gotta you gotta be posting something on LinkedIn or on Facebook yeah. and you yeah. just go, Oh, I'll get back to that later, I'm doing yeah, exactly. this and then it's just like, Well, you know, what do we do? So um just gonna yeah. Um Do you uh, like do you, with when it comes to social media and actually paying for paying for posts? Is it something that you've actually budgeted for, or is it something you spontaneously boost? You know, like you got the boost option. Is it usually a boost or both? Both sides. I think I uh, I budgeted. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and and that's the thing I budget for, not yeah. something else like some other company who's like the post or yeah. something. Yeah. But I just. But but it's not much, yeah. not much, and yeah. it's like you said, sometimes randomly. Yeah. Just ah okay, let's do it now. Yeah. But I I have it in, I bear it in mind that I that I will do it, and I will I know that I will do it. Yeah. So I, I made a budget for it, but it's nothing that I plan. Yeah. Like, then, 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 then yeah. Happens. I do a lot of um obviously when I speak with people and we organise to do podcasts, I do a lot of you know, searching and overviews and understanding and the actual individual I'm going to speak to, but then also their, their network. And obviously you've got, there are plenty of people in your network with large followings on Instagram and Facebook. Have you ever thought of leveraging their following, their base, their supporter or following base to actually benefit from? Yeah, lots of, I mean, the influencer market is amazing. It's, it's the best return on investment. It's better than paid ads. Um, and just by, if you've got friends and family, definitely with like large following bases, get them in, do sessions, and you can do things like video them yeah. and take photos with them and they share it on theirs. And, and, but you're offering your services usually yeah. for nothing yeah. for that period of time. But the return on investment, if you're patient with it, can be like yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing, especially in a, t in a tight community like, um, like, like Heslam and Northern uh, Squanner. Um, with the spontaneous, when you boost... Um, you said that you've normally budgeted for it. Have you actually uh, just boosted a post just randomly, and yeah. then and and what's the results been on that? Has it been? Sometimes it's been good. Yeah. Sometimes it's been bad. Yeah. And it's it's very random. Yeah. And I don't I don't know what what making it good and yeah. what's making it good. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Because of the time restraint, and then obviously, yeah, the analytic side of things and understanding. What works well and what doesn't work well, and what what content should be used and what content shouldn't be used. Have you ever th actually thought about, you know, like looking at an agency and actually just saying like, yeah, can I've you create small it. amounts of content? Yeah, I've thought about it many times. Yeah. And I and I think if I should do something uh, with the marketing, it would be something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's just due to time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, but I'm, you know, now the beginning beginning for three months it's been very much uh, things that I haven't counted on and haven't could, uh, could um, well, obviously is it something you haven't budgeted for you couldn't yeah, afford that service yeah, right? exactly, yeah yeah exactly. yeah because like they're that. not normally cheap no no exactly <laughs> exactly yeah I know that and yeah. uh, it's things comes up like I I need to buy some uh, a washing machine yep. for my towels and I need Buy something for the sun because it's, it's yeah, it's gonna be like really sun. hot yeah, here in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's so hot. You're lucky you actually put those there, those uh, signs up there. I think that's that's pretty clever, yeah, but it's yeah. still gonna be hot. So uh, right? I have to have something yep. for that, and yep. then I have to have an air conditioner, and that's some cost that I haven't budgeted for. Yeah. So the money I have, I want to 
could have done that, and yeah. then I can see if I can do something else. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, I want to get so much money and so much. Yeah. So less money out. Yeah, absolutely. You want to, and then the only way to do that is to get more clients in, and exactly. then it's about how you strategize exactly. at that next and that's move. That's a balance, right? and that's very hard. Yeah. Very, very hard. But so the fact is, right? Even for your age, the fact that you're thinking that way, right, tells me you are on this right path, right? Yeah. Because uh, right? lots of people just oversee it without even thinking about it. They don't. Yeah, exactly. They just sit. They go, "Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that." And they go, "Fuck! What am I doing? <laughs> I haven't got enough people coming in. No. So what do we do next?" Um, what are the plans um, for the future? Um, yeah, the plans is now it's like this. Uh, I will be here on my own. Yep. In this um, this place, and then I think my plan is to get someone here to have as a personal trainer also um, to have all my uh, private customers. Yep. I want to be as much as possible out with the clubs yeah. at Milby and Jelena and also with the companies. Yeah. Um, and then I want some, and then I want to do just uh, rehab and treatments and yeah. massage and things like that here. Yeah. Uh, so my plan is to now after the summer, uh, which actually almost done. Yeah. I get some contracts uh, still, yeah. but um, so after the summer, our girl will come in here as a personal trainer, and um, she will she will be training. She will have the responsibility for all the training here, yeah. Yeah. with group uh, group training and personal training here, yeah. and I will be out with clubs and companies and have interest. Yeah, that's my plan, and that's where I'm going right now. Yeah, um, and then I have a longer term scope to call, of yeah. course. But uh, for now, the, the common twelve months. It's interesting that you said. Um, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You get someone else in to run the day-to-day PT exactly. stuff, yeah, while you focus on like clients that are going to be a, a continual income in terms of. I mean, you don't like to say it that way. But they're in a rehabilitation state, so it takes time, right? And whether they like it or not, they're going to need someone to help them do it. And then also going down the avenue of working with the club. So your approach is absolutely spot on, in my opinion. Um, I think that's really good. Um, it's uh, for me. For me, it's important to have those those long term goals. Um, because if, as we discussed right at the beginning, you wanted to get into the club, so your approach is extremely smart. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at, is that you're allocating the resources in the right way, uh, but not taking your eye off the main no, goal exactly. of, of people in here, right? Because no. that's what's generating your base income exactly. straight away. And then that's your word of mouth. The minute they walk out of there, they talk to people and say, exactly. you've got to come in, this is amazing. And then when they have an injury, unfortunately, um, for them, but they're going to come in and they're going to get served, and they're going to get the treatment, the right treatment from yourself, and then you go to the clubs. Um, and I want to be, yeah. and the reason I want to be such a master in the clubs is when they go to the next level, I want to be there and I want to be there before to show my interest yep. to have a new, uh, to have a new contract and to have them believe that I deserve to be there also when they get up one level. Yeah. So uh, to the next division or. Yeah, it's um. I want to show that I'm interesting and that I'm doing this with my full, full, full um, focus and my full attention and uh, attention and, yeah. and everything. Just, just to get them to know that for me, I'm 110% serious with what I do. Yeah. And I will give you my everything, and I will do yeah. everything to be the best yeah. at what I do. It's um, for me personally. I mean, I've helped many footballers over the, the last few years um, make that step up by changing direction and having strategy. A lot of the athletes, a lot of the athletes, they have absolute, they have either have the worst career advice you'd ever imagine, right? Or they don't have any career advice at all and they don't understand having a long-term strategy and they ping-pong from club to club to club to club. And the worst part is if you're someone that does that and you get an injury, it's a major setback. 
Right, it's harder than someone. I remember I, a couple of years ago when I first moved here, I was approached by a player that now is in the Trelleborg first team in the Allianz Cup, and um, and they were a youth team player at, at Trelleborg, and and their his parents came to me and asked me, "What do we do? You know, they want to offer us a contract um, to play." And that time they were in Super Super and I said, "Well, if it's a first team contract, and it was, I said you need to get like." at least minimum two years, maybe three years. If you can get three years, that's a great contract. And they were terrified. They're like, three years? It's going to lock us in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If he gets injured, it's security. Right? You need to have security. Security first and foremost. If he's good enough, no one gives a fuck about it. If it's a 10-year contract, they'll buy him, right? Anyway, so they agreed a three-year deal. And um, first game, pre-season, did the ACL. Uh, mm-hmm. Out for the season, mm-hmm. and had they taken that first year contract, I guarantee they'd be yeah. in fifth or sixth division or second division now, not in the Aspenska. So they they had obviously covered all his rehabilitation and, and stuff like that, and he's back on the pitch now. And he's a young kid too; he's only nineteen. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember having the conversation after because his father sent me a text message saying, "You wouldn't believe he's done his ACL," and we had this conversation probably a week later, and it was like. Oh, thank fuck we did that three year deal. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Security before yeah, anything exactly. else, you don't worry about it. Exactly. And, and, and I, the thing, think, uh, I think it's it's also about loyalty. Absolutely. If, if, someone, if someone wants to, to bet on you, then you have to give something back. And I, I think that it's. I, I come from a small community, okay? Yeah. It's, we're about five, six hundred people living there. Yeah. And I grew up with. We're, we're a community. We do everything to. Get away, host a lot this every day yep. uh, a farmer market, and I think it's um, uh, I'm 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 raised that way. Yep. That everybody everybody chips in and everybody do it together. And, I love it, yep. and I think it's that's also why I always been in working to play football yeah. because I love I love the small community. I love the, the village. I, I love every people mm. about around there, and I know every everyone around there. Yeah. And we're a big family. And I think also in the clubs, you don't see that on so many clubs this day. And yeah. I think it's it's a shame because it's so, so fun. And you can be so much better if you just, if you're a family yeah. instead of a club. Yeah. And, and I think it's loyalty. Loyalty is the most important thing. Yeah, I think so. I, I've experienced the downfall of that recently. I'm not going to name who it is, but definitely a player that um, not, not only myself, but the coaching staff and the club, and they nurtured and, and things like that, and they gave plenty of opportunities to, to try and help develop. Um, and it was unfortunately um, you know, thrown back in our face. So, um, And you know, when you're 21, you don't think the way you do when you're 36. But when you're 36, you'll look back at when you're 21 and made that decision. You'll go, "Fuck me! Like I really fucked up." Yeah. And it, because you are, you people hold you to your word, right? When you say I'll be there at 10, and you're late. You become known as the guy that's exactly. always late, right? Exactly. And especially when you just when you make a move and you do a backflip on, on especially on your word, uh, that's it. Like a lot of people would just say, "We're done." And and for me. That's not a that's not a good thing um, at all. And what I was going to ask you too is like when you I mean you've had you played at Roca for for such a long time, but have you ever actually had the opportunity to move elsewhere? Were you yeah, ever offered, and you still didn't and you didn't take it. Yeah. Was it to go up or to go sideways? Yeah. Go up. Yeah. Who who if you don't mind me asking? In Division Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. What club? Um, <laughs> Can you say? Yeah. <laughs> Would you play with your mates and stuff like you play with your friends? In Rock, yeah. yeah, we all were. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So every, everyone in Rock, like, we, we went to kindergarten together. <laughs> so from we were that's all awesome, kids man. and now in the yeah. first team so yeah. it's it's a highlight of the week to go there to be in the locker room with the guys and just to share and to uh, it's a bad thing it's oh, a highlight I, I mean obviously I don't play anymore but I absolutely 
I tried to explain to a couple of the boys the other day, like actually what it means to be involved with, you know, with the way like, For me, it's coming here. Uh, you know, I'm used to going before we came. I go to the pub on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? And and that's social, right? That's you know, um, I think I've been to the pub here twice in two years. So if that, for me, that was a big change. Yeah. So for for me, the pub nowadays is the bus trip to Kalmar or to to Malmo or to wherever we've got to go to for a, for a game. Um, and it's the locker room. I, I, it's so hard. I can understand from an athlete's perspective that when they retire, that leaving that locker room is actually probably the hardest thing, more so than the actual training, more so than the playing. And I think so. Uh, I think for the kids, when I have kids, I want my kids to be in a, in a team. Yeah. Just to be in the locker room. And it doesn't matter if it's football, hockey, or anything. Hmm. Just people don't people who don't have been there or never like my girlfriend. Yeah, she maybe if she hears this, but she'll hear it. <laughs> she don't. She, I don't do any editing. <laughs> she don't watch football. Yeah, yeah. Think she thinks it's horrible. Yeah. She hates it. And and I I try to explain. You don't. Don't understand how it is to be in a football team. What it really means is in the locker room. It's everything we do together, and everything that it has given me yeah. from my childhood to where I am today. That's who I am, and yeah. that's that's made me who I am today. So the people you, the thing you love about me, it's mostly for not only the football, but the whole community and the whole locker room feeling and the whole family yeah. it's, it's so much more than just to run out on a pitch and try to get a ball it's it's, it's so much more and yeah. you have to understand that that everything around it it's, it's such a it's so much more than football and, and football in a bigger um, in a bigger like Sphere, whatever yeah, you exactly, like it to be, exactly, a context. Exactly, in, in a bigger context. It's so much more than just football. Yeah. It's bring people together. And because we go to uh, to England a couple of times per season to watch Manchester. And for us, we Swedes go there and to be in the pub, to be a place before the game. Everybody there, everybody there. No one knows who we are and no one knows each other. It's people from around the world. Everybody is like a family, mm. and I just m- met the people, and we, we we can sit there for like three hours and just chat and have a great time, and mm. everybody loves each other, and everybody's there together to do the same same thing, to cheer on the same team that we ev- all of us love. Yeah, and that's the thing that football gives you. Yeah, it combines people, and it's it's so much more. It's so hard to explain to someone because I come yeah, from a rugby. So hard. Yeah, I yeah. come from a rugby background, right? And I remember when I first. So I've never. I played when I was eighteen. I played socially one year, and the level we played at, we would have the striker would be having a smoke while we're playing, and there'd be a beer on the sidelines. So when you run past, you have a beer. Yeah. And, I mean, that's it was just it was just for shits and giggles, right? It was fun, but I never had any interest in it whatsoever never liked it never had a team and and I had a dear friend of mine um, a beautiful beautiful dude called Kai Parry and, and we travelled through Indonesia when I first met my wife and when we were travelling through there he was we were on our way to England to live and he said to me that I remember sitting on a boat and we are off, off Lombok and he said to me he goes I'm going to buy you uh, the ticket I'm going to take you to the football and I was like oh fuck that I don't want to go and see that it's fucking bullshit and um and uh, three months later or four months later, um, I was living in London and he'd only just arrived. Um, and basically at that stage, I'd been, I lived near, I lived on a place called Fulham Palace Road. Uh, and, and it was a, a little street called Skelwith Avenue, right? Skelwith Road, sorry. And where I lived there, I could hear on a Saturday or a Sunday, I could hear this cheer out of my bathroom yeah. window. And what the fuck is that? So one day I decided I'm going to go for a walk. So I walked down the Thames because I only lived like, literally, I, li- I could throw a rock from our front door and I'd hit the water. Mm. Anyway, so I decided to walk down. So it was about maybe a 500 meter walk and I got to Craven Cottage. Mm. And um, 
And I was like, oh, okay, so there's a football stadium here. I had no idea, no idea. And then I heard the cheers and stuff for maybe two or three more weeks, and I went, fuck this, I'm not going to go to the pub on Friday night. I'm going to save that money. I'm going to go down and see if I can watch it. And um, I watched Fulham play Bolton, and Steve Malbron, a French player, free kick, 20 yards out, right in front, 91st minute. They won the game 1-0. Oh. And there were people, there was an old man Goosebumps. sitting next to me. Yeah, there was an old man sitting next to me. He was about 80. All right, there's a couple other people. And the thing was, that, that was it. That was a game changer for me. I was like, holy shit. Like, the whole atmosphere, the game itself. TV does nothing. doesn't do it justice, right, no, being, no, for being there. And for me, it was a drug. And the thing that I enjoyed, and going back to what you were talking about, like camaraderie and, and this equality and the, and the whole point of... Not have not knowing the person next to you, but then sharing that experience. Exactly. And That's that, the thing. Right, so yeah. so the thing that got me was when I was started my first ever company I ever worked for in a digital marketing space. The the CEO would call me up. He was a Fulham fan as well, and we're talking like maybe 150 to 200 thousand pound pay difference. He's my boss. We'd work. He'd tell me what to do Monday to Friday. But as soon as that was over, and he'd ring me up and say, "I've got a ticket. You want to come?" And I just go and we just we're equals for that ninety minute period. There's no difference. You just you know have a beer and have a chat. That to me is fucking priceless, yeah. right? And football, I I don't think I've never experienced that with any other sport. No, I've you know. Either. No. And 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 I look at even the club here in in Heslom, who have. The equality from the board level to the players, there's an understanding where everyone is working together in cohesion for the benefit of the community. Yeah. And it's proven, I mean, not to plug them too much, but I mean, their numbers are up in terms of um, in terms of youth players and that obviously is an effect to what's happening. Yeah. So um, we got a little little off topic, yeah, but, yeah, but that's, that's, no, I mean, it's not a problem, but... It, for me, it's exciting. Like the fact that that you've stayed there, the fact then you gives you that understanding that you want to make sure that you see a player post injury right, progress and go up, whether it be go up in within the club or go up within the actual system itself and benefit from it. But I mean, similar to what you would ask an athlete and what an athlete to do, what sort of advice would you like give a young business owner? You know, similar to what sort of advice would you give an athlete? I think to have a long-term goal I think that's very important and also understand that it takes time yeah that's my biggest problem mm. I'm too I want everything to happen now yeah. and today and in, in five minutes yeah. and that's my big challenge I know uh, and I think it's it's very important to know that that it will take time and just if you if you found, found your path and what you want to do uh, Stick to it, mm. no matter what. Um, just do what you love, and that's that's very important. Just do what you love, and do that you thing that you're good at. Yeah. If something in your in your business that you're not good at and that you not want to do, yeah. Get somebody to do. Yeah. It's a, it's about the thing we talked about with if if the house breaks. Yeah. Then you get someone to do it because you can't. Mm. You, you don't want to. You maybe can, but you you don't want to. But that time that you allocate fixing the window, right, could be done doing something else. Exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's doubling down on your strengths. Yeah. Right. Don't worry about your weaknesses. Get exactly. someone else to do that. And that's yeah. the same in everything. Like we're talking <coughs> with the football team, with, in, in the staff, mm. the coach can't do anything. He can't have the physical, he can't have the rehab, he can't have the, the training program, mm. uh, off-season. No. Uh, get the people. He'd break before. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> He'd have a nervous exactly. breakdown. Yes, so get people yeah. to, to do the things that they are good at mm. and do the things that you are good at. Yeah, so you think that, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in patience. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. One thing yeah. I've learned in this process of, of building businesses, and I've had one that didn't work, and then I've had one that was very successful, um, is that the patience. Yeah. If you play the marathon right, you'll win. Yeah. But if you play the sprint, it's, it's it doesn't work that way. Oh, exactly. Everyone wants to be... Drive the BMW or the Mercedes, like within. And you have to know home. that's normal to feel like that. Yeah. And that's full normal to to think like that because yeah. I think like that, and I and that's my big challenge, as I said. And then, but to be patient, that's 
But did that patience for you come from having to go through the rehabilitation that you had years ago? It's like you knew it was going to take time or or did you obviously, you shouldn't mm. put words in your mouth, but in terms of that's not something that can be fixed no. overnight, right? It takes time. I think if I thinking back about that time, I think that's my biggest strength and that's made, made me go through everything and also today that I use of it is to take one day at a time. I don't think about taking one day at, at a time, yeah. but I think that I do. Mm. I don't think about how how would it be like if I do that and how would how where will I be in one week or where will I be in one month and mm. where will I be in six months. I think that I'm living I think that I'm good at living one day at a time. Yeah. And I think that's something that's good for me. I have long term goals yeah. but I live it now. Because yeah. what happens in in twelve months it's the it's the fruit of what I do today. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think that's that's one one way to go to to be patient. Yeah. Also. You're definitely running that marathon, yeah, right? Just to one day at a time yeah. and just have patience even even if it's hard it sounds like I have patience I don't have patience because I want to do it now yeah. but I'm trying to live every day yeah yeah one day at a time yeah one I thing I got told was controlling the controllables right yeah. a lot of people focus on the things they can't yeah, control yeah that's like one politics exactly. and shit like exactly. that like you can't and then you like if you look at the politics stuff you exactly. get beat down by it because the person that and you didn't vote for or you voted for mm. didn't get in and things like that. but at the end of the day you just got to control what you can right? right and even if it's like i'm looking here and no one can see this but there's post-it notes on the table of things for you to do right <laughs> and uh, but again you can only do what you, you've got 24 hours right yeah, exactly. that's it you can only do what you can do in that yeah. period of time if there's anything um if there's anything like through this experience that you would uh, change if you had to start again, what would it be? Maybe it's a lot of things, of course. Really? Yeah, okay. I think well, so. Yeah. I think so. But it's. Um, but it's not big things; it's small things. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's one day. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that that day, or I wouldn't do that 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 day. Yeah. And I think that I need to be get be better at from the start to have a um, to have a more structured workday. Yeah. To all these notes I have here. Yeah. It's just instead of down on Sunday at on Monday I do this Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday this and Wednesday this Thursday yeah. and so on so on so, so that I've done yeah I thought I think it was yesterday yeah. I began with it because I, I said to my girlfriend but I think it's just like popping up and doing, yeah. doing that yeah we'll grab all the balls instead of just yeah so and that's that's also one thing to do if you have a long-term goal yeah do one day at a time and yeah. then plan your day yeah. So you know that at 10 o'clock I do this or 11 yeah. this, and this has to be done yeah. today, no matter what. Yeah, I remember, so I remember listening to Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. and Tony Robbins was talking about like how the psyche works. Like when you're grabbing at things and coming up with ideas, like it's amplifying and accelerating the path to not knowing where you want to go and the distraction, right? But even if it's the simplest thing, like I need to make this phone call today, even if it's that one task. Right, playing the marathon, right, yeah. playing the day to day, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you do that successfully, your body and mind automatically it releases a chemical of completion yeah. that happens when you do something, exactly. right? And yeah. that and that sticks. But again, it's hard to stick to, but it sets a precedent yeah. for moving forward for the next day and so on and so forth. And it's just for me when I was on uh, on. When I when I want to work on my other jobs, yeah. then I have my work, my work. I I do this. This yeah. is my work. I do this, and that. Then it was just much much easier. Yeah, it's the only thing I do. Yeah, it was like that. But now, when I'm when I having my own business, I do this for the training and for the rehab and the physio. Yeah, um, 
but it's so much more. Yeah. And that's that's why I need to have more structure. Yeah. Because it's so much more that I'm. I started this business this business to do what I love, but it's so much more than I love. Mm. You know. Mm. So and now in the big beginning, you think, oh yeah, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, and for me, it's then it's very very and and especially to accept from me mm. that today I do this. Even if I want to do that, and I, oh, that's the thing that's most fun, but I, I need to do this. Yeah. I need to make that phone call. Yeah. I need to get some time to, to search for some ads on Facebook to, to get inspired or something. Yeah. And to, to take, and one more time, patience. Mm. And it's hard because a lot of the things we have to do are not fun, right? No, exactly. So the first thing you're always going to strive to do is the fun thing. Yeah. And then you just fucking just forget the other things that need to be done. The phone call to the taxation office or, you know, wherever it might be. It, no one wants to sit on the line for half an hour for a two-minute phone call. Um, and not even guaranteed to get the answer that you need. But um, is there, um, from your perspective, like, is there other aspects of the business that you talked about having to put, to put, um, to put like, a, like a covers over the windows yeah. and... A, and the air conditioning in, but is there things like have you looked at um, you know uh, all the uh, the cold baths and things like that that you can add? There's other services that professional clubs have put into yeah. place. Yeah. Um, I don't want to call it cryogenically freezing, but that's yeah, not what it is. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what yeah mean. the cryo baths and, and the chambers about, and stuff. And it's also about education. Yeah, I want every year uh, at least two times a year do. Someone else, uh, a new education, yeah. just to, to bring update and to to to, to know more yeah. and to learn more and to and, and to be better for the clubs mm. and to, for the people here mm. and and that's one thing uh, and it's <laughs> some days um, I just sit in a scroll on the internet and oh I want that I want that yeah. I want that yeah. I put it in the baskets and then oh one point five million. <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's so much it's so much things that I want if I if I could have it all I would have it <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. we don't do yeah. it right we don't do but, it but it's and that's also something I have in long term growth like yeah. this first year get started work up have the clients to be to be stable and then next year I will have uh, this weekend I will go Next, next year a bigger yep. like for four or five six months mm. and then I will buy in a treatment uh, equipment yep. uh, that I want but I have can't afford now yep. so yeah absolutely there's uh, a lot of things that I I want to envelop and, and I want to 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 have but but I can't right now yeah one thing I was going to ask you earlier but we I didn't I didn't do it was um like, what's your views? Obviously, having gone through the process of rehabilitation yourself, what is your views on nutrition? And is a nutritional partnership come to mind? Is that one of the things that's on your yeah. list? Yeah, it is. And it's uh, it's funny because actually today uh, I set a meeting with her uh, uh, that I will meet uh, a girl that is just working on nutrition. Yeah. Because um, I have it on my. Um, yeah. Under my logo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. And I am. Uh, That's why I asked you. Uh, yeah, and I am a uh, uh, nutritioner yeah. uh, also, yeah. but that's not much special. My specialty. No, no. But as a service, that's something. But you as want a service, to. yeah. And because I have it as a service, I want to have it as a service that is on the top level. Yeah. And I don't think that I, as 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 it is is now, I can't provide that service yeah. on that high, high level that I want to. Mm. So everybody that comes to me and wants to have nutrition help, yeah. um, I, I say that. Uh, I'm not the best at it. I can help you uh, as best as, as, as I can. Yeah. But that's not my specialty. And I want the people to know that. Mm. So mm. they don't think that I'm uh, I'm the best at it and then they don't succeed or something. And they oh, you said it. Was, yeah, but I said it. Uh, that I'm not the best at it. If you want to help with some injury or some training, then I'm the best at it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, and for me, that's that's something about 
loyalty and to be honest. Yeah. Because I do this because I want to help people. Yeah. And I don't. I don't do this. So it's it's about a trust. Yeah. And I want people to to be here to feel like I'm doing this for you because it's you, not not because it's my business or it's something that mm. I I need to alone. So because mm. I want to for for everyone who's here is as special as anyone else. Mm. Mm. Uh, if Sora Sora who is 15 years old come here with a knee problem. Uh, then she's as special if Slatan would be here, and mm. that's very very important for me yeah. that everybody's everybody's very is is treated equal. Yeah, exactly. But I think I think you're right. Like uh, again, it comes back to what you said before about doubling down on your strengths and not worrying about your weaknesses yeah, and having exactly. someone. I mean, all the businesses, all successful businesses, are built off the back of focusing on what your strengths are, yeah. and then employing the best possible people. Yeah. To cover the areas of your weakness, it is as simple as that. If you spend, this is from my experience anyway. If you spend all the time, and it goes against everything I was ever taught at school, of like if you suck at that and you're a D student in science, right? You need to work harder. No, I just not need to go. Don't give a fuck about science, and just focus on what I'm getting A's and B's in, right? And <clears throat> it goes against everything I've been taught, and probably everything that you've been taught. But that's the way it works. We don't have time. We've got 24 hours in a day. We need to make sure that that 24 hours is being utilized in the most appropriate way possible. And if it means that you can get Melanie in or Rick or whoever it might be to come in and deal with your nutrition or deal with your PT, okay? And it allows you to then, because this is the thing, when you're out and about the clubs, right, that's building brand. Yeah. And that's essential for you to, to build a bigger studio or to make sure that this thing's packed every hour of the day right, by people. And and that's the only way to do it. You can't. If you're spending too much time on nutrition, it's taking away from the area that you're meant exactly. to be. Um, so, look, how can people find you? Um, and you can plug yourself. It's a shameless plug. Yeah. You can tell mm -hmm. them where they can. You can find me at uh, Facebook, uh, Helsa Coach and Hasleholm, and also Instagram, Helsa Coach and Hasleholm. And uh, on my website, uh, www.halsecoachen.se and pop up to my studio. Yep. Just, just get in here and say hi. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to make an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Fix my back. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's my channels, I think. I don't have Twitter or Snapchat. Instagram Focus on where the attention is, mate. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Alvin, thank you so, so much. I thank really you. appreciate the time today. Um, it's it been an absolute fun pleasure. To, fun to do it in English. I've never done a podcast in English. You've done fucking before. really well. Oh, okay. You've thank done you. awesome. And definitely, we'll do this again. Um, yeah. We'll check in whenever you want to. Feel free to give me a buzz and yeah, absolutely. sit down, have a chat, talk about the air conditioner going in. Yeah, exactly. Tell us what's working. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and just try and build a stronger community. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Absolutely. Legend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Cheers.